brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome to On The Mat. I am Kyle Klingman of the National Wrestling Hall of Fame Dan Gable Museum, joined by the John Mellencamp of Wrestling, Doug Van Gelder. Welcome, Doug. I love fighting authority. But they win all the time. I know, but it's fun fighting them. Well, really, when you think about it, uh, John Mellencamp's complete song listing is a narrative of your life in some ways. Well, I wish he would have consulted me on that, and I probably could have given him a couple other ideas, too. But. Yeah, well, small town, you know, <laughs> certainly you, and uh, we're uh, we're disappointed that Grundy, uh, Grundy Center doesn't have wrestling. Yeah, I My know, goodness. that's, it's a Hickberg, what can you say? <laughs> I mean, it's uh, like Arkansas, a bunch of rednecks. Well, to think about your hometown, you know, here you are, you have your a voice of wrestling, and you, you don't have a program to... Get excited well, about. you know, they had a real strong wrestling tradition there when John Doak started the Predicament magazine and started a program at the high school. He was a great role model for wrestling. And I I can't fully explain what happened there, but it's gone now. So Well not permanently. Not permanently, is yeah. it? Yeah. There's well, no wrestling. wrestling. There's no, no wrestling, wrestling there, period. Oh. Yeah. But they may have the youth program yet, but I don't know what good it does not because they don't have any agreement with any high school as far as sending students there to wrestle, I don't think. Well, I hope I'm wrong on that, but I don't think I am. And we we aren't even in the Hail Caesar segment of the program. So <laughs> and we, we've kind of got a Doug Grant going here, and I'm, I'm okay with it. Okay. <laughs> Just let it roll. I'm, uh, I'm all for it. You know, we have some uh, some house cleaning to do, and that is we, we had a conversation piece, a... Uh, Oh, I'm going to say about a month ago about uh, the etiquette of tipping when you uh, when you have carryout. I, I'm actually on board now with tipping on the carryout. Carry out. Absolutely, I just think it's a it's a good policy. These guys work hard, even if it's 10. percent I'm not saying it have to has to be over the top, but like a buck or two is a is a nice gesture when you have a carryout. Well, I, I always leave tips at the the hotels or motels that I stay for the you know for the cleaning help. Yeah. But, I guess there's some controversy about that too. Yeah, I never. Some people don't do that, and that's what's. I never did that. I never even knew that was the etiquette. Uh, I know you're a good tipper when it comes to just meals, Doug. I mean, I, I'll never question you on that. But the etiquette on some of these other th- other things, like carry out, like hotels, I think. So you you tip at McDonald's? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. But if I well, they they probably deserve it too. No, but when I'm ordering something over the phone and then I go pick it up. Just as an etiquette, I might give a buck or two. Oh, okay. So, and now I think there's some hotels that are actually making places for you to be able to tip. And all this is important because there's so much of wrestling is travel. When you go to the NCAA oh, tournament, yeah. you do yeah. probably have carryout, and and you do go to uh, to hotels a lot when you uh, when you go to wrestling. I know our big meal that we usually have on Wednesday night. I end up tipping more than I used to spend for a whole day of food. <laughs> well, back when I first started going. Yeah, you. Uh, 
You're a generous tipper, though. You're a generous tipper. Well, the prices are mighty high. <laughs> <laughs> well, the stakes are high today because we have uh, two Greco-Roman champions on our program today. This is the one guy I've really been waiting to hear from is Matt Lemon. Yeah, it's, I, I am, too. We, we had a chance to have him on. I think there was some inclement weather, so we didn't. No, it was the, uh, the Cubs game went to extra innings. Yep, Cubs yep. game went to extra innings. So we didn't get a chance to have Matt Lindland on, so we get a chance to talk to him after the World Championships. And if there's one guy that I would say loves to compete, it's Matt Lindland. Absolutely. This guy loves to compete. And so we get to talk to him about uh, his thoughts. Year number one of the uh, the national team coach for Greco-Roman. So we get a chance to talk to Matt the Law Lindland, and we also get to talk to... Well, he's only been in there, what, a month or two, really? Oh, uh, more than that. Doug. Was it? It's been... I mean, year one after a world championship. So, I mean, he's okay. had his first full world championship cycle. I, I mean, it hasn't been a full year, but he has been yeah. on the job for several months. And then uh, someone that he he should know well, Jim Martinez, is going into the Allen and Gloria Rice Greco-Roman Hall of Champions on October 18th. He was a bronze medalist at the 1984 Olympics, bronze medalist at the 1985 World Championships. So we got two guys that really know how to get it done at the Greco-Roman level and, and really are continue to be pioneers in the sport when is the uh induction coming up october 18th october 18th october 18th so did you i mean what what do you like about matt linlin i mean it, when i think of him i do think of the competitiveness but what what is it that strikes you that man matt well, linlin's a good good guy for our sport i don't know i guess i got sold on it uh, when he was in the mixed martial arts you know he uh they did a big uh outtake on him as far as his background and everything that was on, I think, ESPN or something like that. and I just like his whole background and, and the way he knows how to impose his will on his opponents. And that's something that <laughs> there's very few people that can master that. And I think that's what he did. Very true. Very true. Point of clarification here on the Matt Lindland interview, we did have a a separate interview with Matt Lindland after the show. Uh, we did one with Jason Bryant, which was uh, on his podcast. So this is actually our second one, but first with you, Doug. First so with me. You get uh, you get your crack at Matt Lindland today. Well, I'll just be listening like I usually do because I really like listening to those guys. But if I, something bobs my mind, right. you know how I am about it. So I know. I think uh, I think you'll you'll have something good. I think you'll have something good. So I'm, I'm I always enjoy this because. Anytime we can give, especially Greco-Roman wrestling, a, a better opportunity to get recognized, I, I like doing that. Well, I'll tell you one thing, and I like his ideas, his way of thinking. If you're the number two or three guy on the freestyle in the international level, why aren't you giving Greco-Roman a shot? And I think that's uh, that's a very valid consideration. Uh, yeah, and I think that's why they separated them, Doug. Yep. I think that's a, that is a valid consideration. And, uh, you know, I, I would be interested... I mean, there's, like guys that used to, there's guys that used to win worlds in freestyle and Greco-Roman. Who was that? I don't remember. <laughs> well, somebody from another country. Yeah, from the, another country. Yeah. yeah, Wilford Diedrich was one of those guys. Yeah, Wilford Diedrich, who famously threw Chris Taylor. If you know anything about wrestling, the the picture that yes. you re- need to remember. In I your have that head poster. Is Chris Taylor being? I live it every Wilford day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, wouldn't you like to see a guy like Kyle Dake give it a shot at? Well, I would. He does. How is the one that comes to my mind? That's yeah. what was mentioned in an article, you know, in uh, Win Magazine. But uh, it's a valid argument, and it should be something they should be eager to do. I would think most of them have some Greco-Roman in their background, but you know, a little. A lot of them yeah. come through there, and they they win junior titles, junior nationals, and Greco and freestyle. Okay, so you're bringing up, you got me kind of thinking here. So let's go hypotheticals. Let's just say somehow Kyle Dake makes the world team next year at 163. No, he makes the freestyle team. Okay. Does Jordan Burroughs give it a shot at Greco? He should. I mean, wouldn't that be fun to, I mean, to, to see how that goes? I mean, that, that would be kind of an interesting twist. I mean, of course, Jordan Burroughs is the clear favorite to make the team next year, but with it being in Las Vegas... If you don't make it and you're Jordan Burroughs, I'm looking at it and saying, hey, let's give Greco-Roman a shot. I yep. mean, his his double can, can suffice as a high dive. I mean, you don't have to shoot your shots you know, right at the legs. You can do a high dive. There's some variations that he can have. I think it would be interesting. Well, my 
the oh, 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 I can't remember his name. Kid from Oklahoma went both ways this year. Uh, Hayeswinkle. Hayeswinkle. Yeah, Sam Hayeswinkle. Couldn't cut it at uh, the freestyle, so he says, I'm going to come back and try and do the Greco. Yeah. And he had a bigger background in Greco, but he finished second in both of them, didn't he? He finished second in both. Wow. Yeah. Now that's that's impressive. Yeah, it really is. And, uh, you know, Dave Schultz did both. I mean, he, he focused on freestyle, but he had that uh, that Greco-Roman background. And uh, I, I think that's fun, and I, I think it would be fun to have it later and then have some of these freestyle guys that don't have a chance that they go and try to make the world team. I, I would be fascinated to see if, if Jordan Burroughs would give it a shot. That would just that would draw me down to Florida to go That watch may draw that. more kids into it, too. Sure would. You know. It, it would give, hey, if Jordan Burroughs got in, it would give Greco-Roman its ultimate expo- exposure. It works both ways. I'd like to see Harry Lester try the freestyle, too. I would, too. I would love to see Harry Lester try freestyle. Here's a guy I think that would actually excel in it and did it uh, at the University of Nationals one year. Yeah. Uh, won both of them. So I think uh, think that's right. And, you know, I'm going to go back. You, you talked about guys in the United States. Let's, Greg Gibson did both. He medaled uh, at the Olympics in Greco and then medaled at uh, the Worlds in freestyle. So he was able to get uh, yeah. get both of those experiences. So. I think that's uh I think there's some valid points. So I, I think it'll be fun because we're gonna ask Matt Lindland that. You you spurred on the first question or one of the questions we're gonna ask Matt because both those guys wrestled at Nebraska is I wanna see what he would think if somehow Jordan Burroughs didn't make the freestyle team, what it would take for him to talk Jordan Burroughs into going out for the Greco Roman. I'm betting not much. <laughs> yeah, it might not take much. Might not take much, so uh, take less to talk him into that than it would to try and beat him on the mat. I'll tell you that. No, that's freestyle. Very true. Very true. But I, maybe he can gear up and try both. Well, yeah, yeah. Why, why not? I mean, I think uh, I, if you I really think, want to set some kind of standard. Give it a shot. Yeah, give it a shot. Hayeswinkle set the table. That's right. So we'll see. Well, we have, uh, as we said, we have two great guests today. We have Matt Lindlin. Greco-Roman national team coach, and then we have Jim 2014 Martinez. Greco-Roman Hall of Champion, Jim Martinez. That's going to be fun to, to talk to both of those guys. Doug, uh, we talked about high school wrestling to start out. Uh, had the opportunity to see Independence High School yesterday. It's a brand new high school in Iowa. Their wrestling room is phenomenal. Bigger than Northern Iowa's wrestling room, and that's a division oh my gosh, I mean, kidding. it's three full mats. I mean, you, you just stand there, and you're like, can this really be a high school wrestling room? And everything I hear is Independence High School does have a a shot, a legitimate shot of winning the state tournament this year in 2A. And I think they those guys do some great things because they had this they have this battle with West Delaware where they mm-hmm. packed in the packed the house sure. and then they brought in Wartburg and Co. And the more we can do that, those collaborative events, I think the better off we can be as a sport because you get to go see great high school wrestling followed by great college wrestling, and we have the best here in Iowa, and why not bring those two together? I hope they keep doing that. I think it's at West Delaware this year, but we'll see if West Delaware can match it. I think they had it on TV last year. Let's see what they can do. I think that's uh, it's fantastic. I know Wartburg and Augsburg has had uh, Apple Valley and Waverly wrestle before some of their dual meets, and I think the more you do that, the, the better you can be. I don't know if... Uh, if you could get Northern Iowa on board, if there's Division One rules that prohibit that, but wouldn't it be fun to have a, a good high school meet at the West Gym prior to a, a Division One meet? And, and there may be stipulations, yeah, but I, I think I know, it'd be fun. we know they've done it in Division Three, right? But uh, I can't imagine that the rules would be much different. Yeah, no, if they allowed that at Wartburg, it's the one I'm referring to. That happened up there where they had a high school meet. In conjunction with the Augsburg Wartburg dual meet, yeah. So, but there there may be Division One rules because they they do get stricter at the Division One level, and because we've never seen it before, so you you would think somewhere along the line there would be a, a way to to bring those two together I just to wish have that the collaboration. NCAA would be more of a partner instead of a restrictor. Uh, yeah, totally. I, I wish there would be that. Uh, that ability well, to they do encourage that. this type of thinking about doing something differently, but well, most of them can't comprehend that, let alone think there is even anything out there you could do different because we're perfect. Well, we've had two Hail Caesar rants without me even asking, so 
Congratulations. You got in on that. All right, another tidbit here, Doug, proving your point. Got this tidbit from Jason Bryant. This year, Russia's uh, Bial Makov, hope I pronounced that right, three-time world champion in freestyle, made the Russian Greco team this year and took a bronze medal. So to your point, Doug. So you are really rolling today with lots of great points and lots of good information, Doug. So congratulations on it's uh, wrestling season i know you're you're getting geared up and uh and you have it all so i went up to it. the uh open practice you and i practice well it wasn't really a practice yeah tell us about wink, that wink wink yeah uh, <laughs> yeah no the coaches weren't there you yeah know, can't uh, be run by the coaches ketman did it i think he's a senior this taylor year Ketman, taylor ketman bosco and uh, he ran the show and it was a good good you know a lot of sweat was put out there, I'll tell you that. A lot of scrambles. Joey Laser was still there. Yeah. You know how I love watching that guy, but Blaze Cabell just looked great. That's uh Independence. He's an, but, he's from yeah, Independence, which is he's, cool. He's uh, somebody that I just uh really like watching. I do too. And he he's up two thirty five. I said, you know, well I probably lost ten of that during the mat, uh, <laughs> during the practice today and he yeah. he was sweating buckets, so <laughs> But uh, well, got to meet his dad, and that was a fun experience for me to be there and watch him. Well, let's talk about the positives of that, though, Doug. That was homecoming weekend. Yep. Of course, it is a, we'll call it an open practice. Certainly not, uh, season hasn't started, so they had the mats there at uh, in the West Gym. But yep, they put it out in the West Gym. And what, what a great... There was uh, probably at least 200 people there to watch that. That's fantastic. It is. I mean, isn't that such a... You know, I didn't count it, but well, yeah, of course. But that's a great benchmark for where the program is. Is I, I love those stats. I mean, you used to get that many for a home dual meet. Well, I mean, but that's that's a good thing to have for a practice. Here you have a practice where <laughs> it's not even run by the coaches. It's an athlete-run practice, open practice for the for the kids, and you have 200 people show up. Of course, homecoming certainly feeds into that. But I, I love that concept of being able to just get behind the team. And it's you're part of the culture, and I think more programs need to figure that out. That it's not necessarily in wrestling about attending dual meets. It's not the entertainment value. It's about being part of the about being part of the product. And I think wrestling, more so than any sport, it engulfs you. You become part of the culture, and and really anyone that goes to those, they're a part of the culture. Well, they're part of the wrestling family. Yeah, uh, East Coach Jay Llewellyn was up there. Yeah. Sat with him a little bit and talked a little bit. And he was asking me, who's that? And I said, I don't know. And then I'd ask him, who's that? <laughs> He'd know once in a while, but I told him next year that uh, I'm going to get some kind of roster up there with a pitcher so we can determine who some of those guys are. Well, maybe you need to go down there during the open part and be the MC for everything. Just You need to go down there. You're a great figurehead. Just say, hey, I just want to... Want to tell everyone, here's this guy here, and be like an auctioneer down there. I'll tell you, the guy that should do that is Jay Llewellyn. He'd be good. Yes, he would be. He'd be good. He doesn't even need a microphone. He could just tell it. Yeah. He's got a booming voice just like his dad did. Well, and you have a booming voice, too, though. Well. You you have the ultimate voice. I'll work on that. I'll see what I, you know. Yep. Well, I, just, I just want to know more about each of those individuals and uh, a lot of... A lot of good individuals up there, I'll tell you that. That's what makes it, it a lot fun. Of fun. Yep, here comes the boom with Doug. That'd be a, a great uh, great intro for you. Uh, we've talked about this a lot. I don't know, you know, we can just get, give a little flavor on this. Uh, Saturday, November 1 is the All-Star Classic. I think we're still both of the opinion that it's a, a take-it-or-leave-it event still. I mean, they've done a few things with uh, moving up in weight classes, uh, getting some different matchups because it is an exhibition, but still a few things that they can do to enhance it but uh it's probably not the marquee event that uh that it wants to be but i think it's continuing to gain uh, some reputation they have made the announced matchup at 133 aj shop of edinburgh will wrestle mason beckman of lehigh so that's the first one and then they'll fill in uh, as they go along but of course that's uh, always going to change i mean a lot of those lineups get set and then someone gets injured and they decide to switch those around but i think uh Anytime you can start getting the buzz early, I think sure. that's something wrestling's done a good job of. They've understood that, uh, hey, social media is a powerful tool, and the more you can get people talking about these things in September for a November 1 meet, yeah, that's another, a good thing. Got another guy going this year for his fourth title. Yeah. 
So that's that should Logan generate Steber. some enthusiasm, and it's going to be a it's going to be a good year. Yeah. Hey, have you heard anything about Fight Night yet? Yes. Uh, I don't want to give you the exact. I'll get the exact date once we go. Okay, I just off. wanted to bring that up. No, I'm glad you did. Let people start thinking about it. Is it is? I want to say it's November fifth. Okay. Whatever that Wednesday is, I'll get the right date. But it is. Uh, I think it's Wednesday, Wednesday, November fourth or fifth. I think Scott's going to look right now and check for us. He's pulling open the calendar. Fifth. Wednesday, November fifth at Joe's Nighthawk. Wednesday. Yep. Wednesday, November fifth. So. We'll keep you informed as we go along, and we're going to keep you informed on the best in the world. And we got one of those guys coming up. Matt Lindland. Matt the Law Lindland is next on the mat on 1650 The Fan, KCNZ. We are back on the mat, 1650 The Fan, KCNZ. I am Kyle Klingman of the National Wrestling Hall of Fame Dan Gable Museum. Joined by Doug Van Gelder. Got uh, a great tip here of information from Heath Grimm, head wrestling coach at Upper Iowa, January 2nd at New Hampton, 6 p.m. New Hampton versus Osage, and then at 8 p.m. Upper Iowa versus Wisconsin Lacrosse. There's that collaboration again. I think it's fantastic. I hope everyone will support that and we'll keep uh, plugging that as we get closer. I'd love to be a part of that because. I think that's the the future, and someone that understands the future of collaboration is our next guest, someone that uh, Doug is a huge fan of. I'm a huge fan of. I think he's the right fit for the job at USA Wrestling as the Greco-Roman national team's coach, 2000 Olympic silver medalist. He's with us, Matt Lindland. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Kyle. And as we talk about that with, uh, with collaboration... What can we do to collaborate with uh, with USA Wrestling events to make them more appealing, make them better products so that fans can come and enjoy? Yeah, that that, that needs to be something that, that has to happen, doesn't it? I mean, it's you know, I, I think there's a lot of a lot of things and I, uh, that we can do. I think we are doing a better job though than, than we have years past. I mean, we're we're seeing you know stages rise, but you know, look at the Greco trials. Uh, so one thing that, that we're doing specifically this year for for Greco-Roman program is we're going to combine our World Team Trials and our U.S. Open. We're going to make that one event instead of having these these two different events where fans got to pick between going to one or the other. Good idea. We're going to have our, our most important domestic tournament. We're going to make it one tournament this year. And we're going to see how that, how that goes for picking our team. That for us is, is, is twofold. One is it, you know, it brings everybody to one tournament so the fans can see that. But for us as a team, it allows us to prepare our guys for the world championships a lot earlier than having to wait till a second trial somewhere in June. And, and where would an ideal place to host that? I mean, I would think Minnesota or Minneapolis where there is a Greco-Roman contingency. Why don't we go to places like that rather than Florida to enhance the Greco-Roman product? Well, we're not. We're, that's why we cut we cut the trials out. And we're just going to do it all in Vegas, one one okay. stop shop. Okay. You know, we're going to. So it will be gonna, in Vegas. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, the U.S. Open will be our trials. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna make that happen. We're gonna we're gonna do that. We're gonna change that up for. We feel it's going to benefit our team uh, to to have our team picked earlier. This year I came in late, and, and we picked our, our trials. It was very late. Then we had a separate trials with, with two other weight classes, which, you know, it was something we tried out. It's something the women have been doing for years because they didn't have the the, the two non-Olympic weights, and they, they've been doing it for years. And I think for, for them it got them a better team. Um, but for us it, it just it allowed us not to train with our whole team together. Now let's go to a concept that uh, that you like is getting some of these uh, not necessarily world team members, but guys that are on the ladder in freestyle to cross over and go into Greco-Roman wrestling after they have their world team trials. Now, when you have this concept with the U.S. Open and world team trials combined, will that hurt that concept of getting those freestyle guys to compete Greco? I think it could. I I, I think that 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 could definitely hurt that but here here's the deal if if you're already on the, the ladder you are already you know qualified through through you you've placed in a class a FILA tournament you've been a former world team member you're you're on the top of that ladder 
you've already qualified for their final trials, so you're not going to miss out on the U.S. Open, but you got a chance to, to come make our, our team because it's a one it's a one stop tournament instead of having the, the the nationals and the trials. Sure. In our national tournament, we're going to crown our U.S. Open champion, and then we're going to go right into the final trials. So we brought up a hypothetical in the first segment. I, I don't think it's likely that it could happen, but let's just say uh, Kyle Dake makes the world team and Jordan Burroughs is out. Do you try to pursue Jordan Burroughs to say, hey, come give Greco a try? <laughs> um, well, I, in, in this scenario, it, it would be too late because right. our, our t- we're going to have our team picked a month before freestyle. Right. Mm. So yeah, that's that's not going to be a it possibility. Be. Okay. Yeah, it could be. He that could go even, both ways. You know, hypothetically, <laughs> but that wouldn't even be a possibility, right? Because it would be a month. Yep. You know, and 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 I I do want to see some of the blue chip guys come over and and get some of these guys that are you know number four on the ladders and number threes on on that ladder because they're great athletes. But you're not going to come into the Greco Roman and you know show up at our trials and, and just start whooping guys. Look at J D Berkman. You know he came out. And, you know, he, he showed up, which was great. We're trying to get those guys over here, and that was a that was a decision that was made before I, I came on board. But, you know, it really, we only had two guys show up, you know, him and Sam Hayeswinkle. And uh, J.D. came out and got pinned his first match. He's not training Greco full time. You know, Sam has a, has a huge background in, in Greco, and he spent the time in Minnesota preparing. You know, with the with the Minnesota Regional Training Center guys preparing full time Greco, you know, right after the trials, and you know he he had a great performance, but he had a strong background too. Program. True. We are talking with Matt Lindland, head wrestling coach of USA Wrestling Greco Roman National Teams, 2000 Olympic silver medalist. Let's just get a a recap of your thoughts from the 2014 World Championships. I think it starts with. You're a bronze medalist and Andy Bissick. Uh, watched some of his matches on USA Wrestling side. I thought he embodied what you're trying to accomplish with the Greco-Roman national team. But your overall thoughts, not only on Bissick, but what you were able to accomplish in this first year in this new position for you. Okay, well, well first first and foremost, you know, with, the, with the trials being split, we talked about that a little bit, you know, not having our whole team together. I felt that, that once we did get our team together, and we started training together immediately. There was there was some kind of uh, a divide between the army program and the and the resident athlete program here at the the training center. We've put an end to that and said, look, this is Team USA. If we're gonna if we're gonna perform the best of our abilities, we have to have our best athletes training together. And and that brings in three, four more new coaches into the room. So now I've got you know I've got Bruce, I got Aaron Saraki, I got Sean Lewis. Uh, Oscar Wood, you know, right there, you, you add four more coaches to your room. Good call. And then on top of that, you start bringing all the top athletes and, and you're training together. And so I felt that, that we're, we're getting a good start on, on building the team cohesiveness piece of that, that puzzle, you know, bringing us together as Team USA and starting that. And we took, uh, and a lot of that bonding happens, you know, when you're when you're overseas and you're you're all going through the same adversities. And you know, we went to uh, Shimkent, uh, Kazakhstan, which is, you know, a very poor region of Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan's got a lot of money; they got oil money, but in the south, that that money hasn't trickled down. And so it was a pretty rough region. But we spent, you know, two and a half weeks in, in training camp over there because we felt like. For our Greco team to get everything that they needed, they needed to train with with some elite guys, and we had quite a few medals coming out of that camp. We even had a world champion from France at uh, 85 kilos, and we were training with all those those top elite guys. Unlike freestyle, we don't have the depth and the luxury to just train together, you know, with with our our team. So we we went out and seek. Uh, seeked out like I said Kazakhstan was there France was there Kyrgyzstan was there and and China sent a team now China and Kazakhstan and some of these Asian countries didn't even send their best guys to the to the world championships because they're gearing up for the Asian games and so we actually had guys that were training for the Asian games there and guys that were training for the world championships mm-hmm. all in the same camp and sometimes they were sending number ones to the world and sometimes number one guys were 
we're staying back two weeks later and they're starting the Asian games this week. Um, so, I mean, training together and being in those kind of environments really, really brought our team together well, and we're going to continue to, to invest, you know, time and, and to, to building that cohesiveness. But getting us to the World Championships, you know, we felt like we, we were very well prepared. Um, everybody got got a little, you know, flu bug. We called it the Tashkent Rumble because it was kind of in your guts. And, <laughs> but that was something we didn't have to deal with when we got to to uh, Tashkent because we'd already we'd already kind of gotten over the, the little bugs and stuff that it, we were we were experiencing in Kazakhstan. We had an hour and a half drive to, to Tashkent where the worlds were. It actually took us longer to cross the border uh, than it did to drive to uh, the World Championships. So we felt like we were recovered, we were on the right time zone, and well prepared going into that tournament. As far as the way the guys wrestled, I mean, I after this tournament, I'm I'm more excited about this team than I was coming in taking this job over. You know, I felt like, yeah, we you know we, we've got some good guys, um, but we're gonna have to really do a strong recruiting, which of course is is still a big priority, and we got to fill the pipeline and get some depth in our program. But I think we, we've got a great team. You know, we, you know, Spencer took fifth again, moved up a weight class, you know, four more kilos, moved up a weight class, finished fifth again, two years in a row. He, he's right there. Um, some, some slight adjustments. And I see Spencer getting medals in the next two years. You know, world championships in, in Las Vegas, Olympic games in, uh, Rio, and, and he can, he can go out on top and have a, you know, Two medals finish his career off very strong, and and I think the key to the recruiting is bringing in the guys that are right behind him that could step in and take take his place. You know, the same thing with with Andy. I feel I feel very confident that he's gonna he's gonna produce a couple more medals and win a win an Olympic championship in, in 2016, doing all the all the right stuff. And then you look at 66, and that's one weight class where we do have some depth. Raylon Perkins won our trials, uh, did not represent the, the team this year because of a, <clears throat> he had something going on with, uh, with, uh, USADA. So, so, uh, he had a provisional. So we just, we didn't put him in there. We put Bryce Sedoris, who was a two time All American, wrestled great, went out and pinned his first guy. First appearance at the World Championship, first year wrestling internationally. Went out, pinned his guy, lost his second match. On a caution point, if you if you saw it, um, needs just needs some more experience, needs a, a little more international experience, and then we even got Ellis Coleman at that weight. So you've got some real depth at 66, uh, 71. Lester showed that you know he he's definitely still got something in the tank, you know, <laughs> and uh, come up a little short against Azerbaijan match, uh, but he beat that guy up so bad that he didn't pull him through into the repertoire, so. <laughs> Uh, you you got to win those matches, so you're going through. Um, but but we got a plan in place to to get Lester uh, prepared and and well conditioned way prior to making the team. Um, you know, let's move up the lineup, eighty kilos. I'm not sure Rao is is an eighty kilo guy. Cut a lot of weight to make that team. Um, but uh, did a great job. Wrestled four minutes phenomenally. <laughs> the last two minutes uh, you got thrown and, and beat on points but then uh, you go up to 85 and, and you know Jordan Jordan's right there he just uh, made some mistakes and, and he, he needs to continue to learn to relax when it comes to competition time because I've seen him train I've seen him compete and when he does relax his skills can, can shine through but when he's a little tense big competitions uh Tends to not perform the best of his ability, you know. So, uh, 98 kilos, one where where we 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 really do need to recruit hard, and we get got to get some depth back in that that weight class. You you look at your number two guy, and he's you know he's mid 30s, and, he, and he's a full time doctor, yeah. you know. So, uh, John Wachter's a great you know great athlete, but uh, not putting putting his full full heart into to this sport, and we need young guys that they can. Um, bringing in some younger guys here to the training center. Uh, we'll see how they're going to develop and produce. You know, 130. You know, second year Robbie's been on that on the team. You know, he put a lot of weight on. Now I think we got to transfer that weight into the right kind of muscle and 
and he's right there. The the the, uh, the Turk that he beat last year he ended up meddling this year. Um, so I I know that he, he's capable, but uh, I think with with Andy's medal and and the performance against Vlasov in the in the quarterfinal match really sparked a lot of guys and and hey we can do this you know you got to get guys to believe that it's capable and I think Andy proved that you know hey we can do this as Americans we can beat the best guys in the world and we can come home with medals and so I think great first step Kyle moving forward from that talking Matt the Law Linland head wrestling coach of USA Wrestling's Greco-Roman national team uh, we got a minute to go here but just uh, of local interest I know that uh, of course you were on Nebraska's team in 1993 I think if my timing is right Tolly Thompson was a true freshman at the time. Did you ever uh, step up and wrestle the big boy during practice? <laughs> Tolly, actually, Tolly came in my senior year, and uh, he was, uh, I think they call it Prop 48 or something that year. But he came in. He was a freshman the next year. Okay. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I did. And then when I, when I moved back there in 1996 to come on board at Nebraska as an assistant, Tolly remembered everything I'd ever done to him. <laughs> 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 he, he developed into a, a you know a, a big man, a very strong, powerful man, and and he paid me back for all the stuff that I'd ever done to him when he was a <laughs> typical. Oh yeah, that uh, Tali will. Uh, he's a mean man. I mean, he'll uh, he'll get oh, on top of you. Dude. He is a tough dude. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. I, I love that guy. I miss him. Uh, I'm glad he's you know, a happy he's a guy. Of mine still. Yeah. He's a, he's a great uh, great asset for this community, that's for sure. So, hey, thanks for coming on the program. We love talking to you. Thanks for uh, for what you're doing to promote the sport. We could uh, probably talk for hours about things we can do, but unfortunately we're out of time. But we'll have you back on again, and we'll discuss more Greco-Roman. We'll do it again, Kyle. Thank you very much. All right, that was Matt Lindland. More thanks, Greco-Roman Coach. wrestling coming up next with a Hall of Famer. Jim Martinez is next on the mat on 1650 The Fan, KCNZ. We are back on the mat, 1650 The Fan, KCNZ. I'm Kyle Klingman of the National Wrestling Hall of Fame, Dan Gable Museum, along with Doug Van Gelder. Matt Lindlin has us fired up for Greco-Roman wrestling. And to keep that passion going, why not have an inductee into the 2014 Allen and Gloria Rice Greco-Roman Hall of Champions, 1984 bronze medalist, 1985 world bronze medalist, two-time All-American at the University of Minnesota, Big Ten champion. His name is Jim Martinez. He's with us. Welcome to the show, Jim. Thank you so much, Kyle. Hey, great to have you on. Uh, I mean, Greco-Roman wrestling, it's it's a culture, it's a great passion. How did you get hooked on the Greco-Roman bug? Well, believe it or not, I was kind of dragged into the sport by the Minnesota Wrestling Club. Um, It was before it was called the Storm. Um, Dan Chandler, Brad Ryans, um, they were instrumental in convincing me that I, I could be a competitive Greco-Roman wrestler, even though I'd never wrestled any Greco prior to that. And uh, this is special for you because not only are you going in as an inductee, but the Martinez family is being inducted with the Family Legacy Award. Let's start with that, with uh, with the legacy that your family has. Uh, your mom and dad had to have a, a huge influence on what you guys did as kids with the, the sport of wrestling. Well, you know, we were, uh, I, I was the first one to become a wrestler in our family, in, in the Martinez family, uh, but when I got involved, they jumped in with both feet. So my mom helped out with pairing tournaments locally, my dad giving rides to kids, helping coach kids, and, and just being there to support us as each one of us uh, made an attempt to, to enter into the wrestling world, and um, without their support, I don't know that uh, we would have been as successful as what we, we were. Well, two daughters and six sons, uh, Osseo, Minnesota. Is that the pr- right pronunciation, Osseo? Yes, that's okay, correct. Okay, just want to make sure I had it right. Uh, now, just fill us in on where you are right now, because most of your family is still in Minnesota, but you are a teacher right now. Fill us in on what you've been doing since uh, your competitive days. Well, I work out of the Tempe Union High School District down here in uh, in Arizona, and I coach wrestling at uh, Corona del Sol High School for the past uh, past five years of this will be my sixth season. Okay, and uh, you still uh, you still following the sport pretty close? 
I do. I I didn't stay up uh, to watch all the, the Greco-Roman or the freestyle wrestling late at night, but I was up early the next morning watching the results and trying to see if I could find the finals or the the bronze medal matches. But uh, yeah, I keep I keep my eyes on this on the sport and keep my ears on it as well. Talking about Jim Martinez, 2014 inductee into the Allen and Gloria Rice Greco-Roman Hall of Champions. He will be inducted on Saturday, October 18th on the campus of Augsburg College in Minneapolis, Minnesota. As we talk about your career, I think uh, the highlight has to be, for me, the 85 World Championships. I think for a lot of people, they might say, well, an uh, Olympic medal is pretty special in 84, but 85, it was fully contested. 84, of course, there was the boycott. Let's talk about that 85 year in particular. Uh, Going in after an Olympic year, after you got that bronze medal, uh, high hopes going in. Mike Houck won uh, world championships in 1985 as well. Talk about what that was like uh, experiencing the world championships and getting that medal in 1985 after a, a great Olympic f- performance. Well, I think the expectations were, were pretty high, but I think that the anxiety about after performing well at the 84 Games and then seeing a full field of competitors from the Soviet Union and Bulgaria, I mean, you're getting the full field in that in that event, and so I don't know if you, if, if in my mind I had yet realized that I was going to be competitive against the entire field, and yet to be able to then go into that tournament and perform as well as I did, winning another bronze medal, uh, it kind of validated the results from 1984. In even though that it wasn't a fully uh, competed Olympics, um, it, it just validated those results. So let's compare and contrast here. A lot of people say the World Championships is tougher than the Olympic Games. I'm on that uh, on that wavelength. I think that the World Championships are harder than the Olympic Games, but compare and contrast what it's like wrestling in the 84 Olympic Games in Los Angeles versus an overseas tournament in 1985 for the World Championships. Well, I think that we had all the luxuries. There was no time uh, adjustments that had to be made. Um, everything was in our home territory, so we weren't having to deal with any of the emotional or the, the I guess, disconnect that we'd had from leaving the United States and going overseas. So from the, uh, I guess, emotional and, and mental stability part of it, competing in the United States was a little easier than traveling overseas. Once we had to start traveling overseas and spending that time traveling, getting rid of the jet lag, and then getting used to the surroundings, um, I, I, I think that was a more difficult um, portion of it. However, um, I don't know that I worried so much about the competition because of all the different uh, elements of the travel, the food, the sleep adjustments that maybe it was just easier to compete because I wasn't as focused on that because there were way too many other things to be focused on. So 84, of course, we mentioned was in Los Angeles. Uh, Any Olympic Games is going to be special, but how cool is that to participate in the Olympics in your home country. That has to be a, a feeling and a memory that uh, is, is beyond compare. I, I don't have any other references to make other than the one games that I was a part of, um, but having it here in the United States was just uh, unrealistic because it was our home fans, so any time that you were introduced in a group, uh, you had the loudest ovations. My entire family was able to travel to Los Angeles and be able to watch um, watch us compete, and so being able to ha- have it in the United States would have, it, if, if it had not been in the United States, my whole family wouldn't have been there, so right. having them all be a part of that moment uh, made it extra special for me. Talking to Jim Martinez, 1984 Olympic bronze medalist, 1985 world bronze medalist, also a two-time All-American for the University of Minnesota, and let's talk about your time at Minnesota. This was pre-Jay Robinson, and of course, uh, that was before a lot of the fans came out and participated. And I remember there was a comment, I think it was by Marty Morgan, that said, hey, when uh, when I first started uh, wrestling in dual meets, it was like maybe a, a couple people in the stands, and it was my family. Uh, what was it like for you going to the University of Minnesota those years, knowing that you're part of the building blocks to getting Minnesota on the path they are today? Well, just before I arrived in Minnesota, Minnesota had placed uh, in the top ten, I think they are seventh, um, we had guys like Evan Johnson and uh, Mike MacArthur, Pat uh, New won a national championship in 1977. So it wasn't that we weren't able to be successful, but we didn't have the history or the tradition of being successful competitively year after year at Minnesota. Uh, we had a great group of wrestlers that came in in my uh, freshman year, um, Dalen Wasman, Gary LeFave, uh, who became All-Americans and, and some of our, my best practice partners. And 
we, we just had a great group that pushed each other to higher levels so that we could be competitive with the Iowas and the Wisconsins at that time. And uh, it was a great experience, uh, but it, was, it probably was um, less uncertain as far as the confidence going into being uh, nationally competitive when we were in there our first two years. Well, I love looking at this because uh, I went back and looked up your bracket from 1982, just some of the competition. You placed third that year at the NCAA tournament. Andre Metzger's in that bracket, Lenny Zaleski, uh, Randy Conrad from Iowa State, uh, Johnny Selman from Nebraska, who also made a uh, Greco-Roman uh, world team, uh, Ken Gallagher from Northern Iowa. Just a tough field at that time. Uh, you had to feel good and confident going into the Greco-Roman scene knowing that you went against the best domestic competition collegiately. It, it really does give you a lot of confidence because if you're wrestling the best wrestlers in the United States in folk style, um, and then you go into the Greco-Roman field, and at that time, at that time, you weren't seeing all Americans that were stepping into those those fields. Um, although you know you'd have past uh, world team members, you had past Olympians in your weight class. Um, it, it's just a different mental, uh, I guess, demeanor that you have going into those competitions because you do have confidence that carry over from your collegiate career. Let's talk about some of the friendships you've had. Minnesota, Greco-Roman, you mentioned some of the names like Dan Chandler and others that you competed with. How often do you keep in touch with, a, say, a Mike Houck, who was on that world team with you and uh, won the first world championship of this country and maybe some of the other Greco-Roman greats? Well, I, I don't see Mike Houck or hear too much from him, but Dennis Kozlowski, who is a two-time Olympic medalist, sure. um, Dan Chandler, Brandon Paulson, um, I, I see them regularly when I go up to Fargo, and then when I stop back down in Minneapolis, I'll run into Dennis Kozlowski. Um, uh, the Morgans, when I'm in Minnesota, I'll, I'll run into them. So it's, I, I happen to stay in touch with them pretty much annually, and, and that's kind of a good feeling because uh, I continue to see the success that they continually have year after year putting people on the Olympic team. And congratulations to Andy Bezik, who wins another medal for the Minnesota Storm. Doug, go ahead. Well, I, I just yeah, I was wondering, uh, do you have any Alan Rice stories? Did you get to meet him? Alan Rice. Alan Rice was <laughs> he's a he's a phenomenal person, and uh, he actually convinced me to to stay out in Greco. There was a one of my first tournaments was at the AAU Nationals, and I happened to get beat by Abdurrahim Kazoo, who was um, an Olympian in 1984, but. It was a it was a challenged match in that I had scored a technique and I believe legitimately I had scored. They protested the match and they reversed the call, saying that I, I hit the leg. And uh, at that point, because I I'm, I am competitive, I didn't want to lose that match. I was very frustrated how that they could take those points away. But he he was the kind of guy that sat you down and kind of ma- managed you a little bit better. He he made sure that made sure that I was um, I was not thinking emotionally, but I was going to think rationally. One match is not going to be the end of my career, but if I stay focused, I could I could be competitive and I, I would be able to come back and and uh, and beat him in the long run. So he he was one of those guys that just kept me involved in Greco and and kept me thinking more clearly when I was wrestling. Okay. Jim Martinez, two-time world and Olympic medalist. He's going into the. Allen and Glory Rice Greco-Roman Hall of Champions on October 18th on the campus of Augsburg College. And as we talk about uh, the Family Legacy Award again, how much fun is that going to be to have all your family there in Minnesota back in a, a wrestling environment? I think that's going to be a blast for you. I, I think it is. We, we have a great family. We're a very, very close family. Um, we, every time I'm in town, we all get together for not just once, but you know, as long as I'm in town, they're, they're, they're getting together. And and the only thing that I would worry about is that they know so many stories about me that uh, it kind of keeps me humble. Yeah. Because anytime I go home and I think a little bit too much of myself, they remind me of all the mistakes that I made, and uh, it's it's a family that keeps me grounded. Yeah, that's for sure. That's uh, that's a that's good. That's what family's for. Yeah, that's a good family role. Now, uh, I did go on uh, onto YouTube and uh, watch your bronze medal match from the '84 Olympics. How often do you do that just to get motivated to watch your uh, your victory at the Olympics? I, I don't go there as often as I, I probably used to, but um, it, it's, it was a great reminder. Uh, that match, um, after I'd lost to uh, Finn in the semifinals, and, and the Romanian, who was expected to win the tournament, 
Um, I, I just thought that this was this was going to be the toughest match I ever had because he had a match taken away from him um, from the prior round, um, losing in a protest to the Yugoslavian. And so um, being able to win that match as quickly as I did, it was just one of those things where everything that you did to prepare for that moment was was the thing that made it happen. I mean, it was just a front headlock, couple rolls, and boom, it was over. Yeah, it was fun to watch. Yeah, it was fantastic. You hit the front headlock, and boom, you had him on his back, and uh, you were pretty fired up after you got the pin, which was uh, it was great to see that. But uh, uh, congratulations on this uh, on this award. Very well deserved. You you really are a pioneer in Greco-Roman wrestling, and I think it's going to be fun to have you back in your home state to be inducted not only as uh, as an inductee, as a distinguished member, but also with your family. This is going to be a unique time for you. So congratulations on that, and we look forward to seeing you here in, uh, in a few weeks. That sounds great, Kyle. Thank you so much for your time. All right, I appreciate it. That was Jim Martinez, inductee into the... Alan and Gloria Rice, Greco Roman Hall of Champions. I'm glad you asked that question about Alan Rice stories because everyone really has an Alan Rice story and how they have been influenced by Alan Rice, and that's why this is the <laughs> Alan and Gloria Rice, Greco Roman Hall of Champions. And I, I'm glad you brought that up. Well, I uh, my I had my own experience with him, and it's just like uh, you felt like you were royalty when you were with him. Yeah, he he does that with you, and I think uh, I think. When, that's the fun part. If uh, if you ever get a chance to go to these banquets, is uh, Alan Rice stories really do just roll off the tongue, kind of like, in in a Gable way too. I mean, there's so many Gable stories floating out he's, there. He's so understated. Yeah, it's true. I mean, then uh, just going up to Augsburg College and he was there, and all the Augsburg athletes know who he is. It's uh, yep. it's really special. It's been a great show. Greco-Roman theme today for Doug Van Gelder. I'm Kyle Klingman. You've been listening to On the Mat. On 1650 The Fan, KCNZ. On the Mat is a presentation of the National Wrestling Hall of Fame Dan Gable Museum in Waterloo, Iowa. Cedar Valley Radio Station KCNZ 1650 The Fan airs On the Mat every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central. The Short Time Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by Flips Wrestling. Share your attitude and be heard at flipswrestling.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.